today we're going to explore some parables, right, and talk about how they apply to us. So the parable I'm going to be talking about is the lost sheep. The lost sheep. Now, maybe you guys are unfamiliar with this parable, but you're probably familiar with the song, right, that song, Reckless Love, in the chorus. You know, it goes, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm fine, leaves 99, right? Leaves the 99, right? Leaves the 99. That key part is from this parable, right? Leaves the 99, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys know that song, but maybe you didn't know that phrase is from the parable. So we're going to explore that parable a little bit tonight and talk about some lessons uh, from that parable. So speaking of parables, do you guys remember what Pastor Tony's definition of a parable was? Yes, perfect. Earthly story, heavenly theme, right? And Pastor Tony also talked about how Jesus spoke in parables, right? Because the disciples asked Jesus, yo, why don't you just tell us these lessons? Why are you telling us these stories? And he was like, well, uh, you guys can understand, but these people, they have ears, but they don't hear, and they have eyes, but they don't see, right? So he said, he spoke in, Jesus spoke in parables to conceal and reveal, right? Because some people were after Jesus, and other people, like the disciples, could understand what he was saying. So by speaking the parables, he could conceal at the same time he was revealing as well. So like I said, the parable we're going to be talking about tonight is the parable of the lost sheep. And this story is found in Luke and Matthew, all right? So we're going to be looking at some lessons, like I said. The first one is that Jesus has a passion for the lost. Jesus has passion for the lost. All right, so let me tell you what this parable basically is, all right? The whole story is pretty simple, okay? There's a shepherd. He has 100 sheep. One of them leaves. He leaves the 99, and he goes and finds the one and brings it back, right? That's pretty much the entire story. Now, if you're like me, maybe you have trouble thinking, Yo, if you have 99 of something and you lost one, you still got 99. Why would you leave 99 and go get the one when you got 99, right? So uh, I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, how do I, you know, kind of explain this, all right? So I thought of something. My, I always tell you guys that I grew up with a big family, right? I have a ton of siblings, right? I'm one of eight, right? So if you have a big, does anyone have a lot of siblings? A lot of siblings? If you have a lot of siblings, you know that there is one thing in your house that is at a premium, all right? And that is food, okay? If you come home with food, that thing is not surviving the night. I promise you, okay? In my house, when food didn't survive the night, I was the one that ate it. I'm going to be honest. I'm the one that ate it, all right? My siblings would come. They would, you know, have Chinese food and pizza, and they'd be like, oh, I'm going to put this in the fridge for tomorrow, and I would come up. <laughs> Just eat it, right? 
So in my head, I was, I was always like, you know what? They already had, you know, a full meal from it. They couldn't finish it. I'm doing them a favor, right? I'm finishing their meal that they couldn't finish for them, right? So I would eat their food. The next day, without fail, they would always come back for that food, all right? Even though they had 99% of it, right? They would still come for that 1% without fail. And they would come up, open the fridge. Who ate my Chinese food? And I'm sitting in my room. So I'm, not, I'm not coming out. I'm not saying nothing. But they always somehow knew it was me. They always knew it was me, you know? I'll, and I'll just keep eating it. It was good, you know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was good. But the worst <laughs> The worst instance of this was before my, my twin brother made meatballs, of all things, right? Yes, I have a twin brother. So he made meatballs. Before he even could eat them, he, like, left for a few minutes. I walked up, saw him fresh. I was like, oh, let me. I took some. I left. Like, seconds later, I just hear he yelled at the top of his lungs. They were like, who am I? Like, screaming, right? We were like 12 when this happened, okay? Don't think this was like last year, okay? It wasn't. All right, it was not last year, okay? We were kids. <laughs> and so, without fail, my siblings always came back for that. Even 1%, even if it was one bite, they came back for those leftovers, all right? And I can tell you guys that Jesus finds us way more valuable than leftovers, right? Even though he's missing one of us, he's going to come after us, right? Way more valuable than leftovers. So let's talk about this parable, right? The parable of the lost sheep, right? In Luke 15, 1 and 2, it says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them, right? So this verse already tells you that the Pharisees were just haters, pretty much, right? Because they weren't gathering around Jesus. They were watching the sinners and tax collectors gather. They're just sitting back, they're like, mm. there he goes, talking to sinners and tax collectors. They were just trying to find something to hate on Jesus for, right? This is like a social media where someone like posts something just purely innocent and good, right? Maybe they built like eight, eight wells in Africa and someone posts, oh, I bet this is fake. I bet something, something. I'm like, bro, like, why are you hating, right? So the Pharisees just hated on Jesus, right? And you could see that they were already kind of lost because they didn't even consider themselves sinners, right? They said, oh, he's eating with tax collectors and sinners while not seeing themselves as sinners. So the Pharisees are out to get him, right? Because Jesus was hanging out with these people. But this is the whole reason why Jesus came, right? In Luke 19, 10, it says, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, right? And the Pharisees were so lost, they didn't even know they were lost, right? They were so lost, they didn't see their own need for a Savior, So, that's the first lesson we get from this parable that God is passionate about 
the lost. The second lesson we get is that the shepherd meets us where we're at. In Luke 15, verse 4, it says, Suppose one of you has 100 sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99? Leave the 99. Right? In the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it. Right? Going back to that story I told, my siblings without fail would come back for their food. Not once did they say, ah, forget about it. They came back for that last bite, that last crumb, whatever it was. They always came back. Right? You see, because Jesus pursues us. Jesus pursues us. See, the shepherd didn't just look at a sheep one day and like, Oh, 97, 98, 99. Was there another one? Ah, oh, well. No, he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm missing one. Like, I have to go get the, the, last, the lost one, right? He didn't look at the sheep and say, you know what? I still got 99. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll find it later. Maybe we'll run, run into the sheep later and, you know, the sheep somehow got a job and got a family or something, right? <laughs> no, he's like, I got to find this sheep. So much that he leaves the 99 and goes after the one. And guess what? When he finds that sheep, he's not upset, right? He's happy, right? In Luke 15, 5, it says, and when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders. And I think this is one of the biggest lies that we face as Christians, right? That when, when we're lost, when we go away from God, when we sin, when we backslide, whatever it is, we're like, Oh, man, I got to fix myself. Man, you know what? I'll, I'll go back to church when, when, I get, when I get right. You know what? I got to pray a little bit more before I go back to church. I, I, I got to do this before I come back to Jesus. Right? But no. All we have to do is turn and ask Jesus to save us, to ask Jesus to come and be there for us. Right? Because the shepherd didn't just say, oh, man. That, that sheep is gone. He said, no, I got to find the sheep, right? He's pursuing. And when he finds the sheep, he's not upset. I think that's another thing that we, we, we uh, really uh, deal with, right, as Christians, right? I remember being a young Christian, and whenever I messed up, I'd be like, man, God is angry at me. Like, God is mad at me. I have to do this, 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 and this before I can get right with God. But no, Right when Jesus found the sheep, right when the shepherd found the sheep, picked them up joyfully and brought them back, right? He wasn't upset with the sheep. And this brings me to our final lesson that we get from this parable, which is be grateful for the shepherd. Be grateful for the shepherd. If you guys haven't gotten the metaphor yet, the sheep, us, right? Sheep, us, right? All right? The shepherd is Jesus, right? Just in case. I just want to make it clear. All right? Just to make it clear. The sheep is us. The shepherd is Jesus. Right? There are many verses that refer to us as sheep, right? And one of the most popular ones is Psalms 
23. All right, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. Right there, shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Sheep, right? He leads me besides quiet waters. Come on. Come on. We're sheep, all right? We're sheep. Okay, and sheep are not easy to manage. Sheep are not easy to manage. You know, when I think about sheep, I always think they're like these, you know, super calm creatures and just, you know, that's totally false. They are not. They're crazy. They run. They jump. All right. But Jesus handles us with so much grace, with so much care and love. Right. And I'm so grateful that we have an amazing shepherd. Right. We could have this guy. Right, so this shepherd is not very good, right? He's not very good, right? If, one, if he had 100 sheep and one left, he probably wouldn't even notice, right? Let alone go after that one, all right? So we are to be grateful for Jesus and how he treats us and how, how graceful he is and how much he loves us, right? And I'm so grateful that we have a shepherd as Jesus. So... In closing, right, even though we wander off, even though we, you know, get tied up and uh, sin and do all these things, right, Jesus is still passionate about us. He'll meet us where we are. And we need to be more grateful for the shepherd.